Hi, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to another episode, and I'm your host, Effie Parks. These are short stories and happenings in our home or in my head uh, that are released every other Tuesday. So I hope you keep up with me and enjoy the content. It's another way for you to get a glimpse into our lives here, raising our own special kiddo. I feel like navigating this disability life with Ford, I'm always thinking about a hundred million things. Sometimes I hit things harder for a couple weeks. Maybe it's my fight with DDA. Maybe it's a certain therapy for Ford. Maybe it's self-care for me. Anyone else? Well, right now there has been a theme that has been going on and I wanted to share this in a couple parts. The episode that comes out after this one, on Thursday like usual, I'm going to tell you about a post I wrote to my local community and what happened afterwards. So make sure to tune in for that to hear some magic dust I feel like floated in the air around here. And in response to that post I wrote, my friend and neighbor, Jill, obviously could see it because she lives in the same town as I am. Jill, you met back on episode 24 So if you haven't heard that, go check it out when you're done listening. You're going to love her. So in response to that post, she uh, sent me a copy of an email she just sent out to her very close group of couple friends that her and her husband share. I had a conversation with her about a month ago about it, and I'm just so grateful and honored to know her. She's one of those people that came into my life after Ford who, without a doubt, is meant to be here. So I'm going to read that letter that she wrote to her friends for you right now. I wanted to reach out as I haven't had a chance to talk with all of you about my sadness around homecoming and the missed opportunity for Charlotte to engage with your kids in that meaningful way. I processed through a lot and I thought I had gotten to a peaceful place, but the conversation Tuesday night around the fire about Halloween stirred things up for me again. I didn't say anything in the moment because I'm not good at identifying when something is bothering me in the moment and speaking up about it. Thus, my delayed thoughts via email. First, I cherish my friendships with each of you. I love you all, and Doug and I love to be with you and your spouses. The laughs, chats, tennis, dinners, dancing, getaways, etc. are a vital part of our well-being and happiness. I also understand that we are a challenging family to socialize with, given our kids' developmental and behavioral challenges. I recognize that and appreciate the countless efforts you have made to accommodate our complicated family and to support us. My sadness is that my kids do not share the same bond with your kids that Doug and I share with the adults. It's just the reality of things, and it's just plain sad. I understand why this is, and I do not feel that there is any bad will or intentions from you or your children. Truly, it's just sad. And like every other emotion, it's amplified during the pandemic. Second, your children are kind and caring. I really don't want this to come across as a judgment on their character or your parenting. It's just that I've felt a level of uncomfortableness with this group of kids around Charlotte and Cooper. And again, I get it. We experience this even with our own extended families. Charlotte and Cooper are really different. They are hard to relate to, and for most, it can feel unnatural and uncomfortable to interact with them. But together, with a willingness and some support, I believe our kids can develop a richer level of connection. I trust that you and your kids want this as well, but maybe the kids just need a little bit of scaffolding to get there. 
My hope is that your kids might leverage our unique family friendships to increase their level of comfort when the kids like ours who are different. My hope would be that in our safe environment with shared intentions, the kids will be more willing to lean in, move closer, let their guard down, take risks, lead with a silly, uninhibited heart, and experience the joy that a shared belly laugh with Charlotte and Cooper can provide. Some ideas. Encourage your kids to ask questions about Charlotte and Cooper. Nothing is off limits. What they like, don't like. Why they do certain things. Why are they like the way they are? Other wonderings. Tell them that even when Charlotte and Cooper are with us, or a caregiver, that they can and should step in and engage with our kids. It's a weird dynamic for sure, but again, with time, it will become more comfortable. My dream would be that they get to the point where they can confidently tell the caregiver, we've got Charlotte, and off they go for 15 minutes on a TikTok video watching a hair braiding. Tell your kids to expect that our kids will not respond socially in a typical way, but don't give up. Don't stop after hello. With Charlotte, just repeat what she says, even if you're not sure what she says, or just be silly. Use a silly voice. Pretend to fall down. Drop something off your head. Put an item of clothing on the wrong part of your body. Show her a funny video. Do a dance. Encourage your kids to think of ways to include our kids at every gathering. They might need reminders from you to do this, but my hope is that over time, the instinct to include and accommodate will become second nature to them. Now, we might opt out on some or even most gatherings, but we may say yes to the next. And a kid-driven invitation and or an inclusion idea will be incredibly appreciated and heartening. For example, challenge your kids to think of a way to include Charlotte in the Halloween celebration. If there is a group costume, give her a role. This is her happy place. She has literally stated that when she grows up, she wants to work in a costume store. Once we are through this pandemic, encourage your kids to be a mentor in the PLP classroom at school or volunteer with an organization like Outdoors for All, The Friendship Circle, Best Buddies, Special Olympics, or Athletes for Kids. These experiences provide excellent hands-on training and volunteers report their time with kids with special needs to be just the panacea they need to neutralize the other stressors in their lives. I'm hesitant to send this because I really don't want anyone to feel bad. That's not my intention. I just had to get this off my chest. I love you and your kids, and I trust you enough to be honest about my feelings. Please trust me enough to share yours as well. Jill, thanks for writing this letter. I know the fear and exhaustion you probably felt when you clicked send. I also know that vulnerability breeds courage. And this, my friend, was the epitome of both. I hope your letter inspires someone listening to do the same thing. We need the powerful voices of the majority, not just our team of special moms and dads and caregivers to fight for our kids. We need to be linking with the ones who really have no clue what it's like. We need them to understand how important it is to include our kids in all of the ways. They just don't know. They're from the same generation we were in, and it wasn't something we were raised with. Jill's letter is a perfect example of how to open our doors to them and have these tough conversations with love and grace. <laughs>